0: Joining us now to talk about all of this is America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, thanks for being here on a Friday night. We love having you on.
1: You know, it's always a pleasure, Rita.
0: Thank you so much. Love you, Rudy. And, and what do you make of the fact that... That here is the president of the United States. You understand this. Here he is in Poland. You and I both know Poland well. He's sitting there. He's in front of the 82nd Airborne. They're right at the border there. That's that town that's in the major town right at the border. They're the fighting force. And he says, you're going to basically see the courage of the Ukrainian people when you get there. In other words, we're going to be sending you there. And people are like, whoa, 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 wait, is he announcing boots on the ground, basically, or accidentally announcing it? How do you make it? And, boy, is that a dangerous gaffe, no matter where it's coming from.
1: Uh, If you've ever been at war or about to go into war and the commander tells you, you know, tomorrow or the next day we're going to invade, right, that's probably – the most nerve-wracking night of your life. I don't care how brave you are, whoever you are, you know you may not come back. What did he say to them? Those men that heard that are saying to themselves, what did that moron just say to us when you're there? Well, there refers to Ukraine. For three months, he's been telling us he's not going to send boots on the ground. Now he's saying, when you're there. I don't know how they interpret that. What do they think tonight? That tomorrow they're going to be in Ukraine fighting it out with the Russians? Or they're going to be in Poland not fighting it out with the Russians? You cannot leave an army in indecision. I wrote a book on leadership 20 years ago. And I think this man has probably violated every rule that I wrote. He, he is, without any doubt, a disaster. He is a danger to the national security of the United States. He's a pure danger to our troops. He's already gotten some of them killed, like in Afghanistan. I, I don't know how much longer we can tolerate this. This man belongs – uh, easily in a nursing home, maybe, maybe I, I, I actually believe, as you know, he belongs in a federal prison that has nursing homes, by the way. But to say this to troops, and for the and for the American media not to go absolutely crazy, to put our fighting men in indecision as to whether they're going to be in battle tomorrow or the next day or the next day or the next day is horrendous uh, I, I I cannot remember an American president or an American general ever saying we 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 may be we may be invading Japan
0: uh, but maybe not tomorrow yeah can you imagine yeah just like you said Rudy that is an unbelievable it's Rudy, do me a favor. Stay with us, if you could, Rudy. We're going to just go to a quick commercial break. Can you stay for a few more minutes?
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll try to start figuring it
0: out. I mean, I, I wow. Let's bring back America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy, you know, every time I hear it, I, I'm trying to figure out, Rudy, and I feel like I maybe I need a psychologist or something because I'm sitting here trying to, or an interpreter, I'm trying to figure out, is this what he's thinking is going to happen, what he thinks should happen, or is this like just he doesn't know what he's saying and doesn't realize what he's saying? I mean, either way, it's a terrible gaffe. But what do you think is, do you think this is what he really means, Rudy?
1: Well, this is what every fair, honest, and non-brainwashed person in the United States knows. Our president is always been the dumbest man in Congress. He's the dumbest man in his law school class. He's stupid. Number two, he's suffering from an illness, a significant dementia. If you can't figure that out, you're either lying to yourself or you're a brainwashed Democrat. To say such contradictory things within 48 hours about something that is a matter of life and death indicates that he is incapable of being president of the United States. I mean, he might he might not he might not know the difference between a red button and a green button.
0: Yeah, boy, is that scary.
1: This is not this is not a joke. This is not funny. This is the cause of an avaricious, crooked Democrat Party. They all know he's demented. His crooked family knows he's demented. Do you think at home he makes any sense? You think at the dinner table he makes any sense? Of course he doesn't. He doesn't make any sense ever.
0: Right. You're seeing Jill Pullman doing. And by the way, I want to play this also, Rudy, because this, well, I really this cool? is. By the way, the stakes are clearly high on this one. I mean, they could not tell be me, higher.
1: Tell me what Jill is all about. If she's letting this demented man be president of the United States, how about the rest of his family that knows that this country? of over 300 million people, is being led by a sick man. Do do these people love America, or do they love the millions and millions of dollars, according to Hunter Biden, they have made for 30 years, selling his oath of office? This is a crooked family.
0: And boy, is it a confused message, too, Rudy, because that's what's scary to me, is who knows what he's saying. You know what I mean? Like you just said, I mean, there's obviously all those questions, um, you know, related to the Hunter Biden thing. There's still a lot of unanswered questions there. Um, And then here we go where he's going to the stakes couldn't be higher, you know, and the seriousness couldn't be higher. And it seems like on all the issues related in particular To this war, he's been all over the place. Same thing with, remember, even in Afghanistan, you brought up Afghanistan. I think about in Afghanistan, in that case, remember, he said, you won't see, you know, um, American officials being airlifted from the embassy. You know, you won't see the Taliban aren't going to take over like, you know, like overnight or anything like that. I mean, boy, he's been wrong on, just like as Bob Gates said, on basically every foreign policy decision. Like To me, it's like it's hard to believe anything he says. And then here is him saying about sanctions. I want to get your reaction to this, Rudy. Um, Here is Joe Biden earlier this week when asked, You know, by a reporter, and boy, he can't handle the heat either. Here's a basic question from a reporter saying, you know, Mr. President, what you have done so far has not worked. Um, You know, are you going to change the course, not do sanctions? Because clearly it's not sueding Putin. Um, And here is an exchange with a reporter asking him about sanctions, saying, you know, your sanctions basically haven't worked. And here's his response. Sir, deterrence didn't work. What makes you think Vladimir Putin will alter course based on the action you've taken today? Let's
1: get something straight. You remember, if you covered me from the very beginning, I did not say that, in fact, the sanctions would deter him. Sanctions never deter. You keep talking about that. Sanctions never deter. The maintenance of sanctions... The maintenance of sanctions, the increasing the pain, and the demonstration why I asked for this NATO meeting today is to be sure that after a month we will sustain what we're doing, not just next month, the following month, but for the remainder of this entire year. That's what will stop him. That's totally moronic.
0: I know. Isn't that unbelievable? So why are you doing sanctions? Why? Why?
1: that could be uttered by a man in a nursing home who has lost all of his brain. I mean, why did did sanctions work for four years under Trump? Explain to me why Putin never took an inch of Ukraine under Trump. But when he saw the weakness of Bush and he saw the weakness of Obama and he saw the incredible incompetence of Biden, he took parts of Georgia, a big chunk of Ukraine under Obama, and now he wants to take the whole darn country. How come it worked under Trump? You know why? Because Putin evaluated Bush, he evaluated Obama, and he evaluated Biden as weaklings who would never, ever stand up to him. What do you mean sanctions don't work? My goodness.
0: And you know what it also says, Rudy, too, is then why would you do them? Like, even if you take him at his word, Rudy, that's the thing that's incredible. If he is saying, oh, we never did sanctions to work, then why the heck would you ever do sanctions? I mean, to me, that is such a, in so many levels, it is a level of incompetence. And by the way, I want to play this. This is Kamala Harris, who just recently said something very different than the president. Take a listen. The purpose of the sanctions has always been and continues to be deterrence. But let's also recognize the unique nature of the sanctions that we have outlined. These are some of the greatest sanctions, if not the the, the strongest, that we've ever issued. As I articulated yesterday, it, it is directed at institutions, in particular financial institutions and individuals, and it will exact absolute harm for the Russian economy and their government. Well, first off, that clearly didn't happen. It didn't work. But he can't even keep it straight within his own administration, Rudy. It's like, you know, one hand, Rudy Giuliani, he says they don't work. And then she's saying, oh, they do work. It's like, how can you believe anybody in that administration in a leadership position?
1: I mean, I hate to say this. Uh, but n- not only are they basically anti-American. I mean, they just hate America. But they really are stupid. little, Little Red Lionhood said for five weeks, oh, we're not going to impose the sanctions now because we're going to impose the deterrence if Russia invades. Well, of course, once they invade, it's no longer a deterrent, idiot. He want to deter an invasion. You deter an invasion with sanctions. Also, the thing that really destroyed him, and I have no doubt, I, I really believe I understand Putin. I've met him. I've read all about him. I've studied him. Putin was not sure he was going to invade Ukraine. He, remember, he waited two months. He built up the troops very slowly. And for those two months, Biden acted like a sniveling coward. Oh, we'll never put troops in. No no troops. No boots on the ground. Oh, no, no. No fly zone. No confrontation with Russia. No World War Three. After Putin heard that for the 50th time, P- Putin, who is a very evil but brilliant man, said, man, I got an open field here on this guy. I don't know what I have here, but this was a gift by the american people to russia
0: yeah I I, by the way got- i agree with you rudy hey before i let you go rudy giuliani you met with putin just curious what were your you just talked about sort of a brilliant but evil man um knowing having met him what do you think he's going to do now what are your thoughts first of all in terms of as you said do you think he's going to go full throttle and try to take over all of ukraine and do you think he'll stop at ukraine what are your thoughts having met him
1: well, I mean, the the, the uh, brilliant though he is, you know, Napoleon was brilliant also, and Hitler was brilliant and evil, but they made mistakes. He made a mistake. Uh, what he expected was the same thing was going to happen now as happened in 2014. He was going to come in. He was going to take the disputed territories. He, he was going to take Crimea, and that was it. Well, America did nothing to help. But the Ukrainian people who have gotten a taste of freedom are are pretty much fighting him to a draw. He did not expect that. So now he's got to figure out how does he come out with some kind of victory? He could negotiate something or he could try to level the country. I don't know which he's going to decide. Uh, I have no idea, but, I mean, we have told him, despite Biden's – Whatever the hell he said today, we've told him we're not going to put troops in there. So he's got free reign inside of Ukraine as long as he doesn't hit Poland. So for him to level Kiev, it wouldn't shock me. uh, He wouldn't be the first tyrant to do that. Or maybe he could make a deal if Zelensky were willing and take one-third of Ukraine. Now, do you think
0: Zelensky is willing to do that? It doesn't sound like he is, but maybe he might as this drags on.
1: God, it's a terrible decision, isn't it? So you you certainly don't want to give up any of your country. You you also don't want to see another 500,000 or a million of your people die. But he could easily kill another million Ukrainians. Yeah. Um, it's scary yeah, by the way
0: Rudy I don't know if you saw this report before I let you go um Moscow there's a report saying that Moscow has forcibly taken 400,000 Ukrainians to Russia um and the the Russians are saying oh they've relocated um but oh, others right. are saying they're forcibly relocated that's a frightening number
1: Yeah they'll they'll be relocated in Siberia
0: Exactly exactly and used I think as hostages or prisoners or Whatever work, you know, work camps, it's frightening, Rudy.
1: My original view of Putin when I met him in October of 2001, very charming, very smart, and a stone cold killer. He reminded me of people, you know, that I prosecuted. Uh, Nazis, organized criminals. I prosecuted one guy that killed 13 people. He had that same look in his eyes. I don't know how Bush ever came up with somehow he saw his soul. I saw his soul, too. It was black. Wow. The guy is a a killer. It doesn't mean you can't negotiate with him. But you got to be a Trump or a Reagan to negotiate with him. They're, They're probably the only two presidents in the last 50 years that were at his level, at his level of connivance for good reasons and negotiating skill. I mean, Trump's negotiating skill is clearly superior to Putin. This whole idea where the stupid American press says he calls him brilliant. He calls him brilliant to suck him in the same way he puts his arm around the, the little fat boy in North Korea. He basically owns that
0: guy. Right. No, absolutely. And look, I, I I understand and you do, too. You know, we both have known Trump for a long time and that's his language. And you're right. I, and look, even some of the polls, many of the polls are all showing, Rudy, that it would not have happened under President Trump. And that's even coming from Democrats and independents are also saying that, too. And I think a lot of people now are going, oh, my gosh. These are the results of a fumbling, bubbling president who is now in office who can't even keep his, you know, whether we're having boots on the ground or not. Um, what a contrast, you know, of clarity and style. It's frightening. Rudy, thank you. I love you. And I'm so glad you could join us on a Friday night. It's Beautiful to have you here, my friend.
1: I'll tell you a few of the things that Trump said to him, suggesting to him that he just maybe, just maybe he might have to go to war with him.
0: Wow. Is this Putin or is this uh, North Korea? Putin. Putin, yeah. By the way, I am not surprised because tough guys need to have tough language back at them. Or if not, the bully pushes you around. And that's what we're seeing. Rudy, thank you. Love you. And have a great Friday night. Thank you for being with us.